Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the hoax of retirement with Ardeth Bowman. And if that name, if that title sounds a little bit inflammatory, uh, it's actually intended that way. And because what we've, uh, what we were actually talking about before the show, and what we're going to be talking about on the air here, is just how the contemporary notion of retirement that's kind of been foisted on a lot of people, baby boomers in particular, uh, is really not suited to uh, living a happy, productive. Uh, or long life. Uh, Ardeth, uh, please uh, introduce yourself briefly, but, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get the conversation going. Oh, thanks, Doug. My favorite topic. So I'm Dr. Ardeth Bowman. Uh, I'm the founder of Becoming You After 60. I work primarily with women, but the issues that boomers face um, don't relate to one gender or the other. It's, it's for both genders, for sure. Yeah. Well, and uh, because I know one of the things that we that we were talking about pre-show is about how there's you know there's kind of this uh, this mentality right, which is that okay, you know, you have your working career, which is say let's say about forty five years. And of course, what your financial planner is going to do is tell you to save a whole bunch of money and accumulate a really, really enormous amount of capital inside a tax deferred account so that you can draw down, take required minimum distributions and otherwise do things to hopefully maintain your existing lifestyle in retirement, uh, you know, which ultimately results in a lot of people uh, basically ceasing going to work um, and then staying in their house and essentially doing very little in the way of, you know, community networking, et cetera. You know, you have some people who continue in things like Rotary, but unfortunately you have a lot of people who just kind of lock themselves in their houses and sort of disappear uh, from the communities, uh, which, uh, you know, w- which of course is the tee up for, uh, <laughs> uh, for your point of view here. Yeah, it totally is. And you're right that we have, we have both things going on. Uh, it is a hoax. And the good news is, is that, the 75 million boomers in the yeah. United States really don't want to slow down. And yeah. so, and that's, you know, and yes, because I mean, our lifespans now, I think mm-hmm. women are like mid eighties and the men are, are almost 80 years almost old. Almost 80, yeah. And so, you know, you're going to be retired for quite a while, yeah. especially if, you know, if you're healthy right now, you're going to exceed that average. So, mm-hmm. and most baby boomers are satisfied with their financial situation, about 65% to your point, Doug. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, you know, we've, we've been savers, but, you know, not all of us. And so the question becomes, you know, what do you do, you know, if you don't want to slow yeah. down? What does that really mean? And so we do have, we're going to address the people that do want to do something yeah. else with and I want to challenge those boomers out there who are stuck in the hoax, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, just you know, leave that behind. Yes. So I just want to blog about this. And it really yeah. has to do with why we contribute to society in the first darn place. And you know, for that 45 years you're talking about, yeah. you're really contributing out of a sense of duty. I mean, if you look back at your life, um, you kind yeah. of what your family told you to do, then you get married or find a partner, you have some kind of of obligation going on there. There's all these professional expectations and we're kind of following the yellow brick road, right? And and then you hit retirement age 
and you go, what just happened, you know? And so I really invite people of my generation to just press pause for a minute and for finally, finally ask yourself, what is it I want? Well, and it's, uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. It's kind of funny you mentioned Yellow Brick Road because, of course, uh, it's unfortunately very well known that Judy Garland spent her entire life in a, you know, a vortex of depression, anxiety, uh, identity crisis, self-doubt. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, although she was the, uh, the iconic Dorothy, she lived a very, very unhappy life. She did. Yes, she did. Um, and, and that's exactly right. And guess what? She was completely out of directed, even to the point of being on drugs to keep her that way. Yeah. So yeah, ex- the, hoax is, the hoax is kind of a drug. Let's go there. Well, well and so, so I think that's that, that's why I'm, I'm kind of thinking Yellow Brick Road is an app metaphor because, uh, of course, right in The Wizard of Oz, right, you know, there was uh, meticulous planning put in to make everything look a certain way, which was the uh, kind of uh, the, the idyllic perfect whatever. Um, right. But of course, it ends up all being fake. Right. It and is all I, fake. Yeah. Pull upside the curtain and what do you got? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's the, you know, the yeah. great and powerful laws, you know, there's a green curtain right. and there's some guy pulling levers behind it and, you know, right. booming his, 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 his microphone. And, and yeah. And what I love about our generation, the boomer generation, let's be the ones to pull the curtain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. And we are, I mean, if there, any generation is going to do that, it's us. So let's yeah. get on with it. And, you know, and that's really about each one of us um, doing that, that inner search of saying, you know, what the heck is my life about anyway? This mm-hmm. is the time to ask um, because there is, I mean, life is growth. I mean, when you're 95 yeah. years old, old, life is growth. I don't care how old yeah. you are. And you need to be able to listen to that calling. And that's how we have made a difference in the past. And that's how we're going to continue to make a difference is really listening to what are we here for anyway. And it's important to realize there's no right answer. And that answer is inside and not outside, not in the media, uh, not in all the makeup ads, not in all the golf ads. Okay. (laughs) That's not where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, and uh, precisely, precisely. And, um, uh, and I, I think that's actually, um, because, uh, and of course, right, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in, the, I'm in Generation X, I'm actually late in Generation X, but it, it's kind of funny, I call Gen X the forgotten generation, because yeah. it's way smaller than the boomers, and way smaller than the millennials. Right. So pretty much all of the demographic, uh, all the demographic articles are either talking about boomers, or they're talking about millennials. And I'm like, you know, there's, there's a few of us who were born in like <laughs> the here, 60s and here. 70s. <laughs> hey, hey, we're here. <laughs> Yeah, the millennials just took over, by the way. The boomers were the largest generation um, very recently, last year. It's the millennials now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're losing yeah. first place. I don't know. What I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and uh, because I think there was another interesting article I saw, which was uh, I think it was the the average baby boomer. I think didn't consider old age to be uh, to start until your mid eighties, which is after life expectancy. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, which I think is kind of a, um, you know, a, a backward, a backdoor or backhanded way of saying that, you know, but basically that, you know, being old doesn't start until you decide you're going to get old. Uh, which unfortunately a lot of people do uh, at a disturbingly young age, but it, it, it really yes. doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you, it doesn't happen until you decide that's what's happening to you, which you I think are, a lot of people do by default. Yeah. 
it, it isn't so much a choice as a lack of options or a lack of decisions. Or in any way, I guess I'd almost say it's more of a lack of choice than a conscious choice. I think a lot of people just sort of, they Give don't up. direct themselves toward, uh, you know, community uh, active involvement. And it just gets really too easy to just kind of never leave your house. Right. And that, boy, that is exactly true. And that, that does happen. And it is a decision. And it's the decision to stop that will age you. And yeah. that's the research has shown that is that um, it's very recent research from several well-known institutions. Um, Harvard, yeah. for one, is that people with purpose and meaning uh, tend to heal more quickly. They tend not to get cancer and all of these diseases of old age. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they, they retain a sense of vitality and youthfulness. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's huge. And yeah. that decision is the pivotal one. And so my work is to invite the people of my generation to please step into their legacy as a human being. You only get one shot at this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do the whole thing, not yeah. stop. Yeah. Well, and then I think the other thing too, is that, you know, it's, you know, if you are stepping into, say, community involvement to, uh, to types of things that, uh, you know, that get you connected with, with a number of other people, uh, one of the things that you'll find is that that actually doesn't take that much money. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, so what, what, what you could end up finding is that the amount of financial resources you need to live a rather fulfilled life is considerably less than you might think. Yes, and, and that is a showstopper for some people as they think yeah. um, they, they need to have more money than they really need. And, and yeah. you know what, it all works together as one system. And so there's really, there's the life domain of health yeah. and well-being, and it's perfectly okay to focus on that as yeah. your life legacy, because who knows, your family may be influenced, your grandchildren, your friends, I yeah. mean, just, you know, we all leave awake, you know, so leave yeah. a positive one. It, it also could be that love and relationships are important for you to build in your life. Yeah. And that getting out there with other people and serving, there's contribution, there's creativity, there's so many ways to leave your mark. And money freedom can become yeah. a part of any one of those, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can all work together and it does work together if you choose, choose that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and because I think you're talking about money freedom, what I think is an important thing to understand about that is that, uh, right, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people think money freedom is you've accumulated enough, you know, enough financial resources to essentially to where you can live off the earnings or interest without needing to do anything else. That's right. one way of looking now. at it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is you have accumulated enough or you accumulate enough financial resources to where you don't need to grind in a traditional career and you can do something that may be more closely associated with your passions and purposes that yes. say produces less than a, uh, than a traditional career path might. Um, you right. know, I think that's a really more enlightened way of looking at it. It is. And that's freedom. Yeah. That's freedom. And well, okay. So now I think we've, uh, we, we've unpacked kind of where, um, you know, the mindset shift, uh, you know, if, so let's say somebody's listened to this and say, okay, that's me. That's where I want to go. What do they do? Okay. Good question. Yes. The first thing is to stop and listen. I mean, it's a very fundamental question and not everybody has learned um, yeah. to listen to themselves 
And that's really, you know, whatever you have to do, whatever works for you. I mean, for some people, you know, they go into a meditation some people like to go on retreat. Some people walk, whatever works for you, but to really, or, or some people just, you know, write, they do the, the flow writing, you know, and just yeah. start to write. Uh, but it's really asking yourself, what would I love in my life? What is yeah. my life? What, what is my legacy? And to, to just get rid of all the external influences because this life is about you and no one else, period. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when all is said and done, you're the one that's going to be looking back and saying, you know, am I satisfied? And yeah. we all want to be able to look back and say, you know, I nailed it. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pre uh, precisely. Okay. Well, uh, I really appreciate the actionable insights. And um, now, uh, is uh, from what I understand, this is also something that you can that you help guide people uh, toward as well. Yes, I do. I uh, have a whole I have a whole process. It's a it's a it's a 12, 12 session process. Okay. It, it takes you through, you know, that that first detailed blueprint of what you desire and uh, into removing blocks and. So here's another important tip yeah. is that to begin to take action. Okay. Well, yeah, well, if you believe that this is what you want in your life, know if you, if you want it, know you can create it and start to take action, no matter how small it is. Yeah. And day by day, as it goes by, guess what? You're going to create the life that you want. Well, and I think that uh, one of the things that can be important in this process too is you know, to have that coaching or accountability partner, because I think that yes. when you're starting out with a, uh, an abrupt life change, you know, unless, you know, unless you have a really, really, really laser like, uh, you know, uh, specific focus, it's easy to revert back to kind of how you did things before. You know, I know that's one of the things that I consistently struggle with is that, you know, yes. I always have, I have a very clear idea of where I want to go. I'll start moving there and then, and then regress and then have to <laughs> have to zigzag yeah. back and regress. And I think having yeah. a coach or a guide uh, going through a structured process of change and transition can be really helpful. Yes. And it can also be a friend. Um, yeah. uh, and it's one of my mentors, uh, Claire, she says, you can't become yourself yeah. by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and I, love I like that. that one. You can't become yourself by yourself. I, I, I don't. Well, actually, okay. I, I might have to do a double reference. Then I'll have to say, uh, you know, source artist via friend Claire. Right. <laughs> I, I was going to say I'll steal it, but I'll still make sure to give attributions. So oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, can you tell tell people where they can find out some more information? I mean, this. Oh, uh, I mean, I think this is a really great, uh, really great topic area, and I'm sure people would love is. to learn more. It's important. It's more important than you might realize uh, for us personally yeah. and for our society. Uh, we need to um, redefine what it means to be an elder in our society. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, 85 and 95 year old is still out there going for it. You know, so uh, you can find me at becomingyouafter60.com or. Okay. Connect at artifbowman.com. Okay. Um, me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, becoming you after 60 and uh, artistbowman.com links to both will be in the show notes. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, well, cause I know one of the things that I always like to think about is, uh, you know, and, you know, so this is, I think, in the becoming you after 60 is that, uh, you know, a lot of people know Michelangelo, uh, you know, famous Renaissance artist, uh, you know, noted for the statue David and painting the Sistine Chapel. He didn't start painting the Sistine Chapel until he was over 80 years old. Right. 
Yes. <laughs> and and because <I, laughs> that's um, what his life was about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he did not start painting the Sistine Chapel until I think he was 81 when he started painting the chapel. Yeah, I love and, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I think that that's one of the things that I think I'm like, okay, you know, so, you know, if, you know, because then if you bear that in mind, you know, if we use the artistic metaphor, then what that you just, it, it really just starts with the mindset thinking that your best music is always in the future or, you know, what your best work yeah. is always going to be coming in front of you. Right. And in life, yeah, as I said, life is growth. So yeah. let's just keep on going. That's what it's about. All right. Well, Arthur, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And, okay, uh, this and I hope fun. you have a wonderful, yeah, yeah. Everybody have a great day. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to terminalvaluepodcast.com. For more information, please visit businessoflifellc.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.